The world is currently in the grips of the COVID-19 pandemic. While Australia has curbed the number of new cases through isolation measures, there is still major concern for at-risk groups within Australian society. The issues for our remote communities are uh, critical um, and our um, ability to respond if things get out of control is very low. We know that there is an inequality gap between Indigenous and non-Indigenous Australians. How does this make them more susceptible to the effects of COVID-19? Dr Mark Wenatong, Public Health Advisor for Apunapima Cape York Health Council, addresses the potential of infection for remote communities across the Cape York region. The lack of infrastructure and overcrowded housing, or as we sometimes put it, um, houses just too small for the families, is going to be a, is a major issue. Given that we have high rates of chronic disease in younger people, um, we have overcrowding, um, we have small discrete communities where people interact often, um, it will be a nightmare if we can't manage this properly front end. Dr Richard Mills is a senior GP with the Institute for Urban Indigenous Health. He says that across urban communities, Indigenous groups are facing similar socio-economic problems to those in remote areas. The big things that put uh, our clients at higher risk is um, housing. They may not have those facilities that you might expect. So, you know, people, large numbers of people are living in the same house. Uh, so you might have nine people living in a three-bedroom house and you might have, you know, kids sharing beds. And then you may also have um, adults coming through the house who are perhaps, you know, having housing insecurities. So all those things contribute to infections um, or the spread of diseases. Dr Mills also emphasises how socioeconomic standing can act as a barrier to Indigenous people accessing medical care in general. Certainly access to transport is a massive issue for people who live in urban areas. So, you know, being able to afford to run a motor vehicle, being able to afford petrol for the motor vehicle, uh, from what we know of our population, 20% um, of our population in, in the lowest decile for socio-economic socio disadvantage. Remote Indigenous communities face issues with access to critical resources. The remoteness of some communities means that the residents often do not have health services within an hour's drive. Some communities have little to no health infrastructure. This raises the question of how a healthcare system that is already under pressure is dealing with the biggest health crisis of this generation. Communities themselves, I think, have probably done the best job themselves um, currently around legislation, travel restrictions and, um, <clears throat> and isolating themselves and getting their messages out to their communities. Um, some better than others, as you could imagine, because in some areas there, there isn't a lot of um, um, local government, government leadership because they don't have infrastructure in some areas. So, um, but the communities themselves have done this very well. Communities in the Cape York area are struggling with insufficient resources in particular, a lack of personal protective equipment. Getting extra resourcing has been problematic. So from both the state and the feds, personal protective equipment 
um, gloves and gowns particularly, the ability to take uh, samples for testing with nasopharyngeal swabs um, is severely um, hampered by lack of PPE. The federal government has recently announced a rollout of rapid testing in remote areas. Dr Wenatong explains the difference that rapid testing could make to Indigenous communities. Currently, um, the only testing you can get at a community level is via the usual state health or um, city-based um, pathology services. This takes time, so it can be up to three days, probably more than that. Um, so ramping that up um, right across Australia, in Queensland and in the Cape and Torres Strait area particularly. On the opposite side of the country, George Bridgeford is a linguist based in Kununurra, Western Australia. George gives us an insight into what is happening on the ground in Kununurra, a town in the Kimberley, which acts as a hub for the surrounding remote communities. From chats with some of the elder residents um, before quarantine measures were put in place, I you know, got told, uh, you know, I've seen so many diseases, I've seen so many epidemics that this one, what's different about this one was one of the opinions that I got. But I think the majority of people, in fact, I'm very confident that the majority of people in town are taking the precautions seriously. Back in Brisbane, Dr Mills says that education is playing a huge part in the fight against transmission of COVID-19 in Indigenous populations of urban areas. It's really about engaging the community in the dialogue, in the conversation, about the education, sharing best ideas, um, providing really clear messaging about what the virus is, how you catch it, what to do if you've got symptoms. Dr Wenatong has some advice for Indigenous communities and frontline medical staff in remote areas. Um, to our health workers um, out there in communities, and they're proper frontline, um, um, just like the doctors and nurses in intensive care units. Um, stay safe, but stand up strong now. Um, you're the first and last line of defence for our communities, um, so hang in there, um, but do it safely. Um, and then the last thing for our communities, look, um, you've got a lot of strengths that you can rely on that are cultural and social. Take care of each other. For Jack Digital, I'm Georgia Esplin, reporting from Brisbane, Australia.